0: Welcome to Girl, Get a Real Job. My name is Sara Garbanen and I am an artist, writer, poet and founder of Women of the Wick, a platform amplifying the visibility, voices and work of women, trans and non-binary artists in East London and beyond. This podcast series is dedicated to all creative practitioners, entrepreneurs, and freelancers. I'm glad you are with us. Now, let's start talking. Welcome to Girl, Get a Real Job podcast by Women of the Wick, where we talk about being an artist and a creative entrepreneur and a freelancer today. Most importantly, this is a space where we talk about money and the real worth of our creative work with my incredible guests. I'm your host, Sarah Karbanen, and I am here today with Maren Broadbeck, a Swiss multisensory artist, singer, songwriter and founder of Raw and Radical Women in the Arts podcast, helping creative professionals to realise their potential and remain true to themselves. In this week's episode, we are going to talk about creative careers and motherhood and about how to improve our confidence. Super important topic, and I'm excited to have you here today. How are you today, Maureen?
1: Yeah, I am good. Yeah, I'm very good. Yeah. Thanks for the invite.
0: Absolutely. Very excited to connect with you, first of all.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What have you been working on recently? Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners?
1: Yes. So I am a multisensory or pluridisciplinary artist based in Geneva. I am Swiss. I I was born and raised here. I live abroad also in Canada, in, in the US, a bit in Germany. And um, what really interests me, I think in my practice in retrospect is uh, imagery and sound and how they come together and how they interplay together. And so I was trained as an artist, as a photographer, as a filmmaker. I studied a lot for a long time with many breaks. I was also trained in uh, new media because I did some postgraduate studies in new media and interactive media. And what really interests me with the image and the sound actually is to create immersive universes mm-hmm. and immersive, immersive words. And um, I'm, I'm really into that because what I'm trying to do with my work is uh, really to stop time in a way and enter this infinite minimalist moment in time that you can kind of enter in it and then stretch it and then discover an entire world. And I think I'm very into this idea of the microcosm and the microcosm uh, with the Every, the entire universe that's happening within ourself and the our body uh, in parallel to what's happening in the universe and in outer space and the infinite of that macrocosm. So, yeah, my work is a lot about identity and belonging and uh, the subtleties and invisible in life. So at the moment I'm working on different exhibition. One is in the museum upcoming in May and I'm doing an installation with suspended images that bounce to each other. I mean, they reflect ideas between each other and they bounce um, colors and They kind of mirror each other and dialogue with each other. And I'm also trying to find solution because there's another exhibition for a photo biennale in end of April here in Geneva. And there I'm trying to find a solution because the exhibition is going to be online Mm. and I'm getting quite bored of the online exhibition. So I'm trying to find a new way to show artwork and photographs online so i'm trying some i'm reaching out to the gaming industry for that so we'll see what happens with that
0: (laughs) interesting i love the ways in which you seem to expand and explore your practice also during this time and as you said i think we all might have gone a bit bored of being invited or participated in different digital exhibitions or formats yeah yeah fruitful time for you
1: yeah you know i think uh we are all trying our best to participate in the world and somehow this pandemic has forced us to communicate more with each other via the the social media that we have that is absolutely incredible really to you know to know that you can communicate with the entire world and it really brings people together and connect them in different ways but people also miss real connections mm. And it's hard to keep up uh, being in front of a screen to discover all this all the time. It's it's really tough, and it gets um, it gets boring. So, not because of the content, but because of the medium, I think. So,
0: yeah, I yeah. agree with you on that. Now, I wanted to talk about a little bit about your um, work, also as the founder of um, Raw Radical. Yes. Um. And you know, you seem to be very um, passionate about women's empowerment. Yeah. And creative professionals. Um. Yeah. Like elevating their the creative work. Um. What draw? I have two questions. What draw you do to, towards that kind of work? Yeah. Setting up those spaces. And secondly, what type of obstacles have you had to overcome to be the kind of voice that you are today?
1: <sighs> yeah. You know, it's funny because. because I was always interested in photography, filmmaking, sound, music. And because I'm getting distracted with this, you know, I'm like a little girl in a toy store and um, I I still do that. I have to really... um, You know take my work really seriously because i can get lost for a couple hours into uh you know the other day i got lost into modular music and this is a whole other world and a whole other universe and then um so i got lost in that so i have to always bring myself back but because i was always interested in so many things i thought it was a curse you know i always thought why is it that I'm really passionate about all these different mediums? And why is it I cannot just pick one and have an easier life? And then uh, with the years, I realized that it it was actually to use and bring all these mediums together and create those spaces that are different and create my own universes and and share it with people. But then, you know, I'm a woman, I'm also interested in art and I'm also interested in having a family. So, you know, I decided to get married. And when we decided to have kids, we always continue our practice. and uh, I continued my practice. I never really stopped. And it was an interesting time for me. I started a company. I started my own work. I started a postgraduate studies and I had a child. And um, so having a family is, is, is part of my world. And for an artist is not always beneficial for the career, right? because there is something very unsexy about being a mother and an artist. And I've heard many times that I could not be considered as a true artist because I had a child. I actually have two and they're teenagers now. And I think it did slow down my career for a while, not because I didn't work, because I always worked a lot and we organized with my husband our entire life to be able to take the care we wanted to give to our children and give the care we wanted to give to our work, if that makes sense. So we had to create an environment where that really fitted what we wanted in our life. And that was not easy. That took a lot of work. You know, we had to find a place where we could live and work in the same time that we could put our children at night and go back to work you know after that uh, put our children to bed I mean and uh, that we could work all night long but still be at home if they needed us mm-hmm. so we did create an environment like this and it's not easy because not many people are doing it so you always question yourself am I doing the right thing am I just crazy or what's happening you know and so you really start to wonder uh, if you do the right thing and then of course you always get lost in life a little bit and then you come back to uh, to who you truly are. And I realized that to really find who you are, you have to get lost and you have to try things to realize that they were not maybe for you. And uh, I also had many friends that stopped creating arts and they were excellent artists. They still are excellent artists, but because of life and circumstances, because of illness, because of a child's illness, because of many, just life happens, right? And sometimes it's just too hard to keep up because you, you are limited. We are human. So we are limited in, in ways and, um, so, I decided to really think about what could really help women mm. uh, still create, still be the artist they want to be, mm. and have the life they want to be, because you don't want to sacrifice one for the other. It's just too bad. I think you can have it all in that sense. And um, I tried to look at uh, what people needed, and I discovered that there is a lot of isolation for women. Uh, It can be geographical, but it can also be social because maybe they have a partner or family or people around them that do not understand what it is to be an artist. And they do not understand that being an artist is not a choice. You have to be an artist and you have to create, because if you don't do it, you're completely miserable. So it is not a choice. I I wished many times I said, you know what, I wished I didn't care. And my life would be so much easier because I could just, you know, get a job and, and my job, go see some friends mm. and be happy, but that's not me. That's just not who I am. So you have to go with the flow at one point. Right. right. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, I worked a lot on myself for many years because I struggled with all this. My biggest struggle being a mother was to finding the right balance for me. And this is so personal of how much time I'm going to give to my art and how much time I'm going to give to my children. And you know what? I forgot about how much time I'm going to give to myself. So I also had some health issues
0: Mm.
1: because we tend to give, give, give. And we also brought that way. We raised that way. You know, that we have to be good girls and we have to give and we have to be there for the others and we should not be selfish and we have to help everybody. But we do actually, if we want to be a good person, and I think everybody wants to be a good person, but we all have our own limits. But we cannot do any of that if we don't feed ourselves, if we don't rest, and if we don't take care of ourselves. 100%. Yeah. And I think so many women are learning that when they are in their 30s or 40s because Mm -hmm. they realize that they're doing so many things, but they're not taking care of themselves. And many of us get sick.
0: Consequences. Yeah. Like you said, if we don't um, realize that that, or own that, even if it is not even if, but if it's our art making or, you know, we have to kind of claim that space and own it as well. Um, I wanted to ask you, so that criticism that you mentioned, um, that people told you that you couldn't be both, have a career in the arts and be a mother, um, did that come from your peers, from other artists? Or did you feel that that was like a society's kind of...
1: No, I think uh, the art world is so elitist that uh, society doesn't really understand what's going on in this very elitist secretive art world. No, it's people from the art world, men, of course, Um, that told me that Uh, it was not... Meant in a mean way. It was more meant as, you know, it's just a fact. And I think this is really sad. (laughs) Uh, You know, some artist women well known have said, I would not have the career I had if I would have had a child. And some others have different child, many child, and their career is very successful. I think it, it depends of the support system you have around you, not only to support you and your family, but to support your career because an artist cannot make it and create a sustainable career on their own. That's that's just not possible. Mm. And we, we carry as artists, we carry that burden that we have to, that, you know it all relies on us to make it happen but it's not true (laughs) an artist is pushed forward when they have the push from other people and the support from other people so some artists are doing better than the other because of trends because of support because of many different things and it's very complex and complicated (laughs) but the art world wants it to happen a certain way. And women are not at the center of the subject of the art world, you know. And this this is the way it is now. And this is on us to open this dialogue and discuss so we can find new ways to, you know, to live this life in the arts. Uh, we can invent uh, new ways to live in our society because I think our society also needs a lot of changes because people are not so happy in a general way. And this this is really sad and you can feel it in the air that people want something new. Mm
0: -hmm. I agree. What kind of... tools or ways could you give to others or perhaps even to your younger self to have that confidence to live outside the norm and be okay with it?
1: Yeah, as a woman, I found it's more difficult to have self-confidence.
0: Hmm. Why is that, you think?
1: I'm not sure why it is. I think it's um, partly because of education,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we are I think our parents, even if it's unconscious, are more on us girls to, you know, be more studious, be more this, more that, and boys because they're just boys. um, Maybe people tend to just let them be a bit more, you know. You often hear, oh, it's just a boy, you know, whatever, it's a boy. So he does some stupid things, oh, you know, it's the boy they, they excused much more. And I think that from an early age, we are, we are told that, you know, we have to be a certain way, even if it's not meant in a bad way, it's just passed on from generation to generation. You know, there is a study they did on mouse, mouse, uh, where they, um, they made them, they give them uh, orange blossom smells, and every time they gave them that smell they make the entire floor shake so they got scared and then they realized that six generation la- later the smell of orange blossom mm-hmm. was still scaring them wow. so they realized that we carry the fears six generation of our, the past six generations
0: like inherited trauma
1: yeah so you can see that we are carrying fears from our ancestor that went through the second world war that went through the first world war and god knows what else <laughs> you know uh, i cannot imagine so many things right so we carry all this inside of us and i think that the tendency is to follow the norm in the society into how we raise our kid what's what we should do not do etc cetera, etc cetera. And uh, to question this and to really sit and say, are we going to do it really that way, not that way, it takes time Mm -hmm. and it takes will and I think very few people do it. So when we are raised, then we are learned right away to behave a certain way, to do things a certain way. And girls not really raised to be really self-confident about their body and, and themselves. We tell girls, you know, be careful out there, the world, it's dangerous, this and that. Uh, rarely parents said, you know what, you're beautiful, go for it, live your life. It's very rare. And then we at school, You know, they're trying to teach us stuff, but a lot of the times they make us feel inadequate or there's a lot of bad things happening, you know, making fun of a kid or this, all these little life things that make it that. Um, maybe women are a bit less self-confident than men in that regard, mm. because you know when you create, it's very personal. So it's not like you do a job in an agency or create—I don't know—a poster that for for a company or a design for somebody. Because it's there's a distance, but when it's your artwork, it's so personal. It's very difficult, and I found that women lack a lot of self-confidence in a general way. <laughs> So, what I would say that I realize and that what I really believe in is that we all have a volcano inside of us.
0: Ooh, can you tell us more about that
1: yeah i I think we have this inside of us we have this volcano that is full of amazing things it's imagine that you you turn the universe outside in and upside down and you have this universe that's out there it's inside of us and we need to find ways to bring it out and for us to be able to bring it out we need that self confidence and uh, so i think it's um, in a way it's uh, it's a path <laughs> right? To discover who we truly are. It's like peeling the onion, you know, one layer after another. And uh, something that worked very well for me, for example, was to journal every morning and make sure that I would have that time and really reflect on what I want to do, how I feel about it, how I'm going to find the time to every day take a moment to honor this mm. non-negotiable.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that was so insightful because just journaling like that every morning and taking this time every morning, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour. Sorry, but do it really constantly really help because this, you know, it's with one small flame that you make a huge fire. It starts with a small flame and by entertaining that flame, Uh, you entertain the fire and you grow the fire because what's the worst thing that can happen? I think to an artist, it's that because they don't have time because life happens because of all this. And for many other reasons, you stop and then it fades away, but it's still inside of you, but it fades away. And then you become really depressed or miserable or sick or because you're not, entertaining this fire. So even if you don't have much time, making sure that these 15, 20 minutes, half an hour every day, first thing, before anything else that you know that it's for you and for your creativity, I, th- I think that makes a world of a difference.
0: It has made a, a world of a difference to me. I think after reading Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, yeah, I started this practice of the morning pages. Um, And it is almost like against of something that I've been taught as an artist in school, you know, like in academia, we don't often um, embrace perhaps this more intuitive side of ourselves. Yeah. Um, And I think I've also started a practice of talking to or journaling (laughs) to um, my fear whenever that voice of fear comes and it comes out. Hundreds of times a day. Well, yeah, day that we have around sixty thousand thoughts a day. Yep, ninety percent. That's a lot. Negative. yeah I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> So there is a lot of like undoing and unlearning yeah. and reprogramming. Um. So I'm really glad that you said that because I think it is a beautiful and such a simple tool as well that we can all afford to do. We you know, can, you- uh, not afford to do it. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly and you mentioned dialogue and this dialogue within ourselves. i think it's excellent i learned automatic writing uh, through a book and uh, it's it's basically when you let whatever happens answer to you so you don't write consciously mm-hmm. uh, but you let whatever it is your spirit or your other self or whatever just writes uh, without you thinking. And with this automatic writing, when you learn how to use it, uh, you start to write completely different as if it's as if it's somebody else writing, actually the, the writing changes. So I did that for a few years. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, because I don't feel the need, but for a few years I did it and I could ask questions and then the automatic writing will answer to me. And then I used to, you know, whether it was for this or my notes or anything, I used to underline all the important things. Mm-hmm. So I could go back and read it and all that. But introspection is so important because we are so disconnected to to the world. You know, we live in societies that everything goes really fast. Everything is very fake. Everything is is very to the surface. Our society is... <laughs> Uh, completely to the surface, um, detached from reality. And um, sometimes I feel like we're in such an amnesia. So getting connected to ourselves, you know, to write, reflect, meditate, uh, to go outdoors, to stop, you know, in nature and all this really improve because at the end of the day, the world really needs us. Uh, women, men, everybody, uh, to stand out for ideas, to shine and to believe in our own power, because this is how we change things in the world. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in your power, you don't make any change because you don't make any action. And action is such a key word. Mm. Um, I think the meaning of that word is is very, how do you say uh, The meaning is so powerful. You know, if you say, okay, every day I'm going to do one simple action to improve my life or to go one step closer to where I want to be. And you repeat this action every day. Wow. You know, it does make a lot of difference. And so many people don't do it because sometimes where you want to be just feels so far away from where you are. Yeah. And it is <laughs> you know it's just like you feel like you can never make it but one step at the time and one action every day is already a huge start and Amazing. and then it gets into a habit you know so that's that's yeah. really good yeah
0: we create new pathways new patterns of doing things
1: yeah, I think yeah. The
0: best advice i've heard um from from an author was you know for aspiring writers is to start writing to write yeah sit down (laughs) if you aspire as many of us do you know aspire to write like sit down whether it's half an hour a day or can be even less or even to carve half an hour a week yeah. To do that, if you aspire to write a book, <clears throat> and within a year you will actually have that book, at least a yeah. sort of a draft ready, and that for me was a very empowering thought to to realise that. I think it was um yeah during lockdown I was also I had this aha moment. Um, I'm quite um, passionate about, um, or I could also choose to choose my voice, uh, my words differently. Quite tired of. <laughs> Um, the so called suffering artist syndrome, or the idea of the suffering yep. artist, um, which doesn't serve us obviously, not. Actually. Yep, but, you know, um, you are an example, I'm an example. I mean, there are thousands, millions of artists um, who make their living through um, their arts practice. Have you had to overcome um, any obstacles? Um, we've talked about some, of course, already. Um, or have you had this, first of all, this thought of the suffering artist or realized its existence?
1: Well, yeah, at the beginning of my career, I mean, I think it's very romantic for people to place themselves in this idea of the suffering, broke, uh, lonely, miserable artist I don't know, there's something sexy about that. <laughs> it holds tight. It's very cute when you're 20, but uh, and then it doesn't get so cute anymore and it's a bit sad actually. But um, I think this is really entertained and it's maybe entertained in more in some parts of the world than some other part of the world. I actually... Um, I lived in LA and I was more confronted to um, musicians that made a really good living with their art. (laughs) They were not the starving artist type. And, um, you know, I heard so many times in my youth that to have something real to say, you had to be starving and poor and sad and uh, you had to have your heart broken and all that. And I think... You know, as a society, we have a very strange relationship with money, and I think it has more to do with this relationship we have as um, with money than than with the idea of the artist. Because everybody in their life, whether they're rich or poor, it doesn't matter, or they're beautiful or ugly, or fat, chubby, or skinny, you know, it doesn't matter. Everybody has difficulties. Everybody goes through, we all at the same level for that. Everybody goes through sickness, death, accidents, whatever, you name it. Um, At one point or the other in your life, you run through some difficulties like that. It's just part of life. But as a society, we are being kept away from the secret of money and it's pretty obvious that in our educational system, nobody's teaching us nothing about money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we are being told how to save money in your piggy, and we're being told to count your money, not to spend too much, not go in debt, and that's about it. And then off you go in life and, you know, deal with it. And I think that's um, because we're not being taught, nowhere about this and in no family about this we we just don't know how the system works so you know if you become an accountant or if you become a doctor there's a system in place for you with um special fees there is a role in place how much you're gonna make and all that so you can manage your life but as artists there's nothing so, you parachuted there outside uh, after art school, and um, you have to deal with it. And most people don't know how to deal with it. So, I think entertaining this idea of the starving artist that need to be starving and poor to have something to say it's a bit the same thing as entertaining the idea that poor people are good people and rich people are mean people Uh, the money is bad yeah money is bad if you make money then you're a bad person etc and it's just so outdated and it really um, also gives a lot of excuse for you to not do much about it right
0: and creates a lot of division as
1: well. Yeah. yeah and it's very sad because um <sighs> this is just because we kept in the dark about money and how it works so it's on us to go and figure it out and like every system it's like the system of money or the system of the art world you know the art world likes a young brilliant genius young man coming out of art school that's going to be so geniusly awesome that uh, and that's also not responsibility he was born geniusly awesome you don't become geniusly awesome so then you can also question the art schools. You know what are they there for? But mm-hmm. so you have to be born geniusly awesome, young man, usually. And you know if you're a cute man, that skin eats better than a chubby, ugly one because who wants that? And then
0: um They're
1: white as well. Also, yeah. And then you know yeah. with the with the romantic, broken heart style a bit. You know when then uh, you can
0: die young, so we can all love you even more. Yeah, exactly.
1: And then you can get picked up by gallery and then their friends in the museum and all that, and then up the price goes up. And it's fantastic for a few people, not many, (laughs) but uh, reality is that, um, you know, all the really good artists that exist you know, I think, I mean, maybe I'm not going to say all because I don't know them all and I don't speak to them all, but so many very good, excellent artists that have made amazing career at the art are saying that they're not there just by themselves. They're there because they were part of Groups and uh, they bounced ideas of each other and they communicated with each other. Brian Eno talks about seniors Mm -hmm. and he has an awesome theory about that. And that's why in my podcast, I think it's so important to have different perspective from women because it it puts your life in a... in a new perspective, you have a new vision also of what you do and you say, oh, this person did that and this is what they did. Wow, that gives me an idea for that. This person did that, wow, it gives me another idea. And uh, trying to understand the mechanisms of the art world and how it functions and what we can do with it gives us all the tools to create our own, to create our own way even if it's totally outside of the norm, who cares if it makes us happy? And if it's our norm, it's perfect. And um, and create future possibilities for us, for others, for the younger generation. And this is how we make the world evolve. So everybody, especially women, they have to know that their voice matters, uh, their desires and passion matters. Because if everyone changes one thing in and makes one thing better, then this is how we change the world. I think women will change the world, actually. Because I think that uh, women have been engaging in the subject of feminism mm-hmm. for quite a long time now because they were repressed, oppressed, and hidden. But because men were not... Um, they didn't realize yet that they have to do even more work than we do Mm. because there is so many unwritten rules about how to be a man. There is so many isolation for men um, and nobody talks about it. So I think men have such a big job to do and most of them don't realize it yet. <laughs> but this is probably why the world is like that right now, because, you know, there's a way to do thing and a norm to do things. If, if men don't fit in there, uh, they are pushed away. And we as women, we decided to stand up together and to do something about it. And men are not there yet, actually. Mm. And I feel
0: like changes are definitely, I mean, I don't only feel, but we've all witnessed it um, in various different ways. And even in my own circles, just going back to um, your your initial point of kind of overcoming of the suffering artist and breaking the suffering artist hmm. syndrome as well, to empower ourselves with those tools that were kept away from us, even if it's of understanding how to do your your taxes properly, what makes a successful grant application, um, the energy or frequency of money, whatever that is of different ways that um, we can start empowering and giving ourselves and to others the same tools and not to be afraid of having these conversations.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's really important. It's this exchange and the support. And... um, you know, in higher levels of society, man, they support each other really well, you know, and somehow uh, this is not part of our education. Mm. Mm. It's very strange when you think about it. But when you think um, from another angle, you say, OK, that makes sense, because if we support each other too much, we're going to gain even more power. And this is not so cool for some people. Right
0: absolutely and told or inherited this belief that i'm not good at maths or you know i'm a creative and so so therefore i don't understand numbers you know if we hold
1: these
0: beliefs yeah like you said we can also pass on to those to our children now is there something else i I think we could chat probably for the rest of yeah Um, but (laughs) is there something a nugget of wisdom i've really enjoyed hearing everything what you've said so far is there
1: something else you would like to share um yeah maybe i realize that our habits are really keeping us at the level where we are and it is our vision of the world i mean what i'm trying to say is that what we live now in this moment each of us it is according to our vision our belief and our habits and that uh, it's very good to be aware of this and to question everything. That's why dialogue and listening to other people and their stories and their, the challenges they had and all that is so important because then you can create new rituals for you. I'm a big believer in rituals. Yes. Uh, ritual to enter a space of creativity. Um, I don't believe in the artist blank page. And I I know that's a fear many people have because starting the creative work and starting a new page, if you want, it's not easy. So you can create uh, uh, rituals for that. You can uh, uh, create rituals for everything that really supports you. And I think that's really good. So you can really uh, start that fire. Yeah,
0: yes, that volcano. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, image. So, um, where can we find about your work and more of what Raw and Radical does? So, Raw and
1: Radical uh, (laughs) podcast. Are on the website rawradical.com and there's also an Instagram account that's pretty active but the website on the website you can read all the stories and the conversation and there are some amazing conversation with artists or women that are active in the art world and uh, that explain all those mechanisms and how they deal with it how they see the future possibilities how we can reinvent ourselves and all that so I think those conversations are very inspiring and, uh, and amazing. And my personal work is on my website, moreandbroadbeck.com and on the social media also, mostly Instagram actually. yeah
0: well definitely everyone go and and take a look and thank you so much Maureen for joining us for Girl Get A Real Job and if you like this episode please share and like it and yeah spread the word (laughs) bye-bye bye-bye